0: Proverbs chapter 19, verses 21 through 23. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. What is desired in a man is steadfast love, and a poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads the life, and whoever has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by harm. Okay, there's... A number of truths here today, and we're going to look at each one briefly, at least what I see, and, and see how maybe it, it fits together. Take note, please, that I'm trying to get the, the context of the passage right, and there's some different ways that the text might be inter- interpreted, as in Proverbs, normally many times the verse above and below uh, may, may be totally different, and other times they support one another. In some way, and to the best of my knowledge, these truths are well, they complement one another, but um, also they're in a hundred percent agreement with the rest of scripture so let's take a look here and you can see what you think about this and uh, verse one or twenty one says many are the plans in the mind of a man <laughs> that's pretty clear right I think we all know that we make many plans in life, even daily. And, and though it didn't say, our plans are often motivated by our, our own self-centered purposes, right? I mean, one of the many scripture verifications of this is Proverbs 16:25, And it says, uh, there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. And then the second part of that verse Um, But it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. So man makes all his plans and very many, but the purpose of the Lord will stand. What does it mean to stand? I mean, the Lord's purpose remains in place, right? It will not fail. It will not be moved. We might even say his purpose is is sure to come to pass. I think that is um, in agreement with the rest of Scripture. Uh, for what purpose means. Uh, other places in the Bible, Isaiah 46, 8, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Verse 10, my counsel shall stand, and I will accomplish all my purpose. So God's gonna accomplish all his purpose. Isaiah 14:27, for the Lord of hosts has purposed. And who will annul it? His hand is stretched out, and who will turn it back? Alright, so we have many plans. Some are bad. And, um, you know, there's a way that seems right to to man, but those ways end in death. But the purpose of the Lord will stand. Let's go to verse 22. What is desired in a man is steadfast love. Well, man does. He wants people to love him uh, steadfastly. He wants people to show him kindness. I think this is the purpose and the plans that man has that verse 21 was talking about. Um, He wants unwavering love. I mean, these seem like good plans on the surface, surface, but um, in his brokenness, he's motivated by seeking a selfish kind of love, right? In glory, actually, that belongs to God. You see, man wants others to not only love him, that he might be popular, but to provide him opportunity to gain wealth and influence and other things for his own glory. Our text says, Many are the plans in the mind of a man. Unfortunately, in his sin, man's plans are at odds with God's and the purposes that God has. So we continue with verse 22. And I think we're going to see how all this kind of fits together. And it says, And a poor man is better than a liar. So, I mean, how could that be to go along with verse 22, the first half, What is desired in a man is steadfast love. And a poor man is better than a liar, right? I mean, what does one have to do with the other? I think it all goes together well. Rather than obtaining riches and popularity and buying love by lies and selfish purposes for our own glory, it is better to fear the Lord, as we talked about earlier. And even be poor. To be poor and to fear the Lord is better than to lie your ways to love and riches. Um, And and that makes sense in our life. If you're a Christian now, you know your old mission was self-exaltation, popularity, riches, even if it meant lying. Make everyone love you if possible. New mission, love the Lord. It's all about Him. Exalt the Lord. Seek to see And share more of his glory. Not our glory anymore. Okay, now let's go to the final verse, verse 23. Let's just look at it all together. It does have quite a bit in it. But um, let's see. It says, the fear of the Lord leads to life. And whoever has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by harm. So much of this verse is kind of easy. Some of it might be a little more difficult. But to have the kind of fear that leaves us satisfied seems to me would, would mean to be trusting God and his word so much that we know if we stray from his loving commandments, if we trust the world's promises, if we trust our own fleshly desires over him, it will bring us ruin, even harm. And so we should fear then, I think, greatly that we don't drift or wander from his past. So this is a good kind of fear. And it keeps us satisfied to fear like this. Um, and it says that this satisfied person will not be visited by harm. And so, you know, that's kind of difficult, maybe, Um Let's see, but, you know, even David, who spoke these words, he did experience harm at times in his life, and even in old age, he became feeble and sickly, uh, and he died. I mean, that seems like harm in the world's standards, and so, and we think about it, you know, There's no doubt that trials and troubles come to each one of us, every broken person who comes into this broken world. This is not heaven. (laughs) So in what context might those who fear the Lord and rest satisfied in Him not be visited by harm? I think the one clue to its meaning is um, in the first part of 23, the fear of the Lord leads to life. And right now I'm thinking about Genesis 50-20, Fifty twenty. 20 remember when uh, Joseph said to his brothers, uh, remember his brothers who sold him into slavery? He says, when they came and they stood before him, fearing for their own lives, and uh, Joseph actually comforted them, and he said this, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So, Joseph was not angry. He counted it as good. Counted what as good? Well, <laughs> all the, the the harm that the world might call it that Joseph experienced. I mean, he was sold into slavery, likely considered dead, later falsely accused of attempted rape and thrown in prison. Um, but it, at least, it, in one sense, he wasn't visited by harm. I mean, God meant it for good, and uh, they—in fact—they led the life for Himself and for all of Israel, because Joseph lived to to save Israel from starvation, uh, and the one through hunger. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the Lord, would come through the tribe of Judah, was saved through Joseph and all the troubles he went through. So one more thing about all this talk about not being visited by harm. And we're getting close to the end here. Let this final thing settle it for you. Um, here's the context that Jesus spoke about such things. He said in Luke 21:16. I think he was possibly talking to his disciples here. I went back and looked, and it's not real clear, but um, it says this You will be delivered up, even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and some of you they will put to death. You will be hated by all for my name's sake. Sounds like they were visited by trouble, right? Let's continue. But not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. You see, just as our verses said, in the end, the right kind of of fearing the Lord, it leads to life, even life eternal. So, then, just closing here. For us, in this broken world, the fear of the Lord prompts us, doesn't it, to turn to Him, as our greatest delight. And when he gives us eyes to see Jesus as the greatest treasure in the universe, we begin to trust him more and more. I see more and more of his glory being transformed more. And remember earlier we read in verse 22, it said, what is desired in a man is steadfast love. That's what Jesus gives to us. And, and he, he offers it. He gives it to, to all and offers it for them to receive it. Let's close with John 3.16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus who, who uh, you know, lived a perfect life that he might impute his righteousness to us. He died on the cross to be paid the wages of our sin. He rose from the grave to give us that same power to overcome sin in our life. And then to raise us up incorruptible to be with him forever, Lord. Yeah, our old plans, our old mission. Uh, was, uh, Lord, thank you for giving us a new mission with your purposes. Uh, a mission to see more of your glory and to share your glory with others. Father, um, help us to do that. Thank you for the steadfast love that you give us and the ability to love others with the same kind of love that you gave us, Lord. Help us to do do that better and better, Lord. Thank you for Jesus, and in his name I pray, amen.